Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny. Happy New Year to all of you. Tonight we have three great shows. We have the Bing Crosby show with Danny Thomas as his guest. We have Jimmy Durante's show with guest host Gary Moore, who used to be on with Jimmy Durante and then left, and now Jimmy Durante needs him to guest host, and we'll get more into that in future weeks. And he has Red Skelton as his guest, which is pretty cool. And then following that, we have Al Jolson and Oscar Levant with Madeline Carroll as their guest. So I think three great shows, all of them celebrating New Year's from 70 years ago. Hope you're going to enjoy all of them, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to another episode of the Bing Crosby Show from the 1947-48 season. Uh, The episode we have for today features Danny Thomas as his guest, and Danny Thomas has had just an amazing career in radio and television. Uh, To start off with, uh, our first real notices of him came in the 1940s as he played the brother-in-law, Amos, on the Bickersons, which uh, started off off the Dreamtime uh, radio show, and which was co-hosted by Don Amici and Francis Langford. Uh, let's see where he went from there. He appeared as Jerry Dingle on the on Fanny Bryce's uh, The Baby Snooks show in radio, and then of course uh, on the Big Show, we featured him a few times on there. And then in 1953, he uh, got his own television series, and Make Room for Daddy, which later changed into the Danny Thomas show, ran from 1953 all the way for 13 years until 1965, so uh, a very successful show. Uh, From that, he was able to go into the production part of television, and he brought us the Andy Griffith show, and he brought us uh, just a lot of different uh, television shows. He worked with uh, Sheldon Leonard, uh, who, of course, we know as the racetrack tout, and Grogan over there on uh, the Phil Harris show. But Sheldon Leonard and Aaron Spelling were great producers that he worked with as well to bring us the Dick Van Dyke show, um, the Mod Squad. Uh, what else did he bring us? Uh, the Real McCoys, the Tycoon, the Guns of Will Sonnet. 
just all of them high quality shows. One of my favorite stories is that for um, the Dick Van Dyke show, he was responsible for for bringing in Mary Tyler Moore. Well, he originally rejected her, and then he decided he did want her for the role, and he could not remember what her name was. He just knew it was the girl with three different names, Mary Tyler Moore. So uh, they had to look through photos and try and figure out which actress she was and everything, and, and they finally found the girl with three names who was Mary Tyler Moore, and she got her break on the Dick Van Dyke show, produced, of course, by Danny Thomas. Um, one of the most amazing things that Danny Thomas did was he started up the St. Jude's Children's Hospital and uh, St. Jude's, now of course you see Marlo Thomas, his daughter, um, do the um, ads for St. Jude's and trying to help raise money for St. Jude's. Um, they've helped probably millions of kids by now, uh, and certainly indirectly and directly, I mean, because the research that they've done on cancer and survival um, techniques for folks uh, have affected hospitals all over the country and all over the world. So uh, he really has done did some amazing work in his career and in bettering um, the lives of children all over the country. So pretty cool thing. Anyway, enjoy him tonight on the Bing Crosby Show, and we will see you next time for more Bing Crosby. Oh, this is a grim moment. I want to tell you, this is grim. When the blue of the night Meets the gold of the day Someone waits for me Tonight? Yeah. Oh, I'm taking it very easy, Ken. Around 11 o'clock, I'm going up to the Brown Derby. Oh. Dining room. Oh. Going to have some cob salad, a slice of roast beef, a piece of cake, and a glass of milk. And about midnight, I'm going to let out a war whoop, stagger out of the door, and fall flat on my face in Vine Street. <laughs> What's the idea of that? Just want people to think I'm a playboy. <laughs> Being diving out on the sidewalk, you're liable to get all skinned up. With all those other people lying there? Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Bing, I'm afraid you'll give people the wrong impression of Hollywood. I'm only just kidding. Why, even on New Year's Eve, nobody lies on Vine Street. Ken, it's swarming with song pluggers. How can you say nobody lies on Vine Street? <laughs> and I include Sam Weiss and Tubby Garrett, too. <laughs> but now, Ken, I think it advisable to do a song before some reveler busts in here and tosses a fistful of confetti in my mouth. <laughs> I'd sure like to hear you sing Come to the Mardi Gras with a mouthful of confetti. It would be startlingly realistic, oh. Ken. However, Mr. Hope and I have a new picture out, you know, called The Road to Rio. Road to Rio. Oh, I must see that. Me too. I want to see who got the girl. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyhow, there's a very clever number in the picture called You Don't Have to Know the Language, and if the rhythm errors will help me prove it, we'll hit the road. Oh, my, that Buddy Cole has got a built-in beat, hasn't he? Oh, Mr. Cobney. Come right in. We've a problem that is difficult to solve because the language it involves is one, the one that we know, one that we know nothing about. Oh, rhythm airs, after due deliberation of your problem, all you do is wound and wobble them, which in any language always means a miss, a kiss. Like this? That'll get it. Supposing you need a vacation, Brazil is the place you should be. So you can't understand what they're saying. And you can't read a sign that you see But you don't have to know the language With the moon in the sky And a girl in your arms And a look in her eyes You stop at the Copacabana The Sugarloaf Mountain in view All the words on the menu mean nothing You can't ask us all what to do But you don't have to know the language with the moon in the sky and a girl in your arms and a look in her eyes. When she smiles your way, what more would you want anyone to say? So you sigh, just sigh. You don't have to mention that Yankee phrase, aye, Perhaps when you end your vacation, you bring back a bit of Brazil. So you can't understand what she's saying And you need an interpreter still But you don't have to know the language With the moon in the sky And a girl in your eyes And a look in her eye I know you don't have to know the language If you don't want to say goodbye With the moon in the sky And a girl in your arms the look in her eyes you don't have to know you don't have to know the language isn't necessary because the meaning doesn't vary if you've got the charm it takes the language isn't necessary Thank you. Say, Ken, I think it might be a good idea for you to say a few words about Philco now. You know, you might start sneaking out trying to celebrate a little early, oh, so get no, it in no, now. No, Bing, in. no, Bing, no, Bing. I'm going to have my New Year's Eve right at home, thanks to the magic of my Philco radio. Well, Kenneth and his magic Philco. Mm -hmm. This may replace Evelyn and her magic fiddle, hmm? <laughs> I mean it, Bing. Why, tonight, thanks to my Philco, I'll be celebrating at the Stork Club in New York, yes. the Roosevelt in New Orleans, mm. the Pump Room in Chicago, yes. the Macombo here in Hollywood, all the fanciest night spots in the country. You know something? What? I won't have to pay one cent of cover charge. Oh, and better than that, Ken, you won't have to put on a tuxedo. Oh, 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 Bing, what? I wouldn't think of facing my Philco without wearing dinner clothes. No? No. Do you mean to say that you always wear your tuxedo when you listen to your Philco? Why, certainly, don't you? No, I wear slacks, pajamas, anything, sometimes nothing. <laughs> Well, you better read your contract, I'm son. getting right out now. That carefree, <laughs> that carefree costume may be okay for listening to Philco Portables or a bedside table model. But listening, playing Philco's magnificent 1270 calls for something more soigné. 
After all, you're as good as right there in the studio or concert hall when you listen to this great radio phonograph. That's how you feel when you play records on it, too. You get brilliant on-the-spot tone quality with Philco's new kind of tone arm, the patented dynamic reproducer. And no hiss, no screech, no scratch, thanks to Philco's new electronic scratch eliminator. But whether you listen in your slacks or your soup and fish, you're set for a new high and good listening with a radio phonograph of connoisseurs from Philco, the leader. To uh, revelers and romancers far and near, here's a musical admonition. Let's start the new year right. Three hours to midnight. In some sections, it's two. Two hours to say goodbye before we say how do you do. Let's start the new year right. Twelve o'clock tonight When they dim the light Let's begin Kissing the old year out Kissing the new year in Let's watch the old year die With a fond goodbye And our hopes are high how can our love go wrong if we start the new year right? Bring out the old year, let's start the new year right. In our uh, guest book this evening, we're happy to note the signature of one of America's funniest gentlemen. We deem it very good timing on our part to have him appear on our New Year program because in 1948, you're going to hear a lot from MGM's new comedy star, Danny Thomas. Thanks, Bing. Happy New Year, Danny. On this very eve, the tiny tot in the diaper arrives, you know. Well, congratulations, Bing. <laughs> This time, I hope it's a girl. I was referring, of course, to the arrival of little 1948. Oh, so you're numbering them now. <laughs> I knew you'd run out of names eventually. <laughs> Thank you for the flattery, dear boy. Oh, you're welcome. Tell me, Bing, you huh? going to sit up and see the new year in and watch the old man with the scythe go out? Leave Hope and his nose out of this. Now, will you, Danny? We've got a very nice start. Oh, now, Bing, it's New Year's Eve. Maybe you ought to be kind to Hope. After all, he's a pretty important fellow. Hope important? Well, he was invited to Princess Elizabeth's wedding. Hope wasn't invited to England. No? He's so full of corn, somebody threw him on the friendship train. <laughs> That's how he got to Europe. But enough about Hole's nose. <laughs> Danny, what are your plans for the coming year? Well, Bing, I just signed a contract, and this week I go on the air with a radio program of my own. Oh, you're going to be a comedian on the radio, hmm? Well, Danny, take it from a fellow who's been kicking around the killer cycles for a lot of years. A comedian's life is no snap. Hmm. Forget comedy. Why don't you do a quiz show? You know, I have a lady in the balcony, doctor. Look, if I had a lady in a balcony, who'd have time for a quiz show? <laughs> oh, Jay, look at Danny. I want, you, I want you to think this over. Being a big radio star, what does it get you? Huh. Fame, fortune, glory, a house in Beverly Hills, a swimming pool. What is it when you add it all up? Look, don't add it up. Just wrap it up. <laughs> Think of the price you've got to pay, Danny. 
This racket really takes it out of you, son. Look at Jack Benny, Fred Allen, Al Jolson. Those men are all sagging. Yeah, that's from the money in their pockets. <laughs> Jack Benny doesn't have pockets. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen those bags under Fred Allen's eyes? Don't tell me those are Benny's pockets. <laughs> Besides, Bing, it's, it's too late to discuss. You're committed, huh? No, oh, so the program go. is all set. Well, I... This week, I'm going to do my first show. Well, I did my best to show you the light, but what must be, must be. You going to do a show like mine? No, I'm going to have a live show. Peasant. <laughs> but, Bing, well, something's been bothering what's me. What's your problem? My, my show is only two days away, and I haven't got a script. A script? What's that? Well, on the other shows, they like to write things down on paper. You know, they don't just get up and talk like we're doing. Oh, <laughs> Modern innovations. I've never heard of and such And on things. most shows, they rehearse. Rehearse? Sure. They, they get together before the show and complain about the script. <laughs> Certainly seems a shameful waste of time. Maybe for you, Bing, but I need some jokes. That's foolish. Look at me. I don't tell jokes. I get big laughs. I know, Bing, but I want to wear regular clothes. <laughs> Very flashy gimp I'm wearing tonight. <laughs> this, this gimp is the talk of Nightmare Alley. Really? Yeah. But I suppose with your script and all your fancy notions, you've managed to snag an unsuspecting sponsor? Yep. I'm going on the air for Sanka Coffee. Sanka, huh? Hmm? Caught him sleeping, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sanka is the coffee that lets you sleep. I'm on for Philco, the radio that keeps you awake. <laughs> No, the reason Sanka coffee lets you sleep is because the caffeine is removed. Oh, very interesting. How do you know all this? Two days a week, I'm down at the factory removing it. <laughs> they grabbed you, huh? Oh, the small print in those contracts. Whatever, <laughs> love it. <laughs> well, it took me a long time, but I made it. Anyhow, I'm very happy about it. Danny Thomas, head caffeine clutcher. <laughs> I know just the spot you're in, too, son I spend one month a year at the Philco plant Installing scratch eliminators on the phonographs Well, tell me, how do they work? Well, they stop my scratching <laughs> Danny, tell me How did you get the ca How did you get the caffeine out of got a very laughing fiddle yes. player today. <laughs> Sam, Sam Fried is with us. He laughs it up good. Old vaudevillian. Say, uh, tell me, how do you get the caffeine out of that little coffee bean? Well, I put each bean in a vice, mm -hmm. and I shine a light in its eyes, then I beat it with a rubber hose. <laughs> Say, that's exciting. Maybe I can get Mark Hellinger to make a picture out of that. Oh, great. We can call it Forever Slumber. Make a, make a great story. I can see it all now. You play the part of a coffee bean, and there's a terrific suspense right up to the last reel because nobody knows whether you're going to wind up a drip or a regular grind. <laughs> Sounds like a great part, Bing. Oh, you've got to win an Oscar, or at least a coffee master. <laughs> Say, speaking of awards, Bing, hmm. I seriously want to congratulate you on the box office magazine poll. Box office? Yes, sir. They voted you the top film favorite for the fourth consecutive year. Well, I'll be diddly dad, burn brother ever. Brother Effort must have stuffed the ballot box. Yeah? <laughs> Say, excuse me for a minute, Danny. I want to run out and phone my mother. She'll be awfully glad to hear this. Okay. See you later, huh? Yeah. You like that guy. 
won another award. It's nine million awards he's won so far. He needs another award like John L. Lewis needs another eyebrow. <laughs> Dummy. I said, congratulations. Congratulations. Why should I congratulate him? Because he's an actor? I'm an actor. Nobody congratulates me. I don't get parts like Crosby. Why? I don't play opposite Dorothy L'Amour. Why? I don't live in Beverly Hills. At the Y. <laughs> I should have gotten that award. That's all I can tell you. I can register emotion. If you think I'm kidding, I'll show you. Get this. Emotion. <laughs> Passion. <laughs> Devotion. <laughs> Lassie. I could be the best actor in the world. Sure I could. I could be bigger than an actor. You could be a producer, Danny. Yeah. Sure you could. Yeah. Sure you could be a big producer. Yeah. I'm telling you, you could be the biggest producer in the world. Yeah, why not? Sure. I'll own the whole movie company. I'll have Bing Crosby working for me. Why, in my pictures, I'll be doing bit parts. I can just see me now running a studio. Stop the script. Tear up the cameras. You're doing everything wrong. Let's have a conference. Do you think I'm a genius, man? Yes, yes. I'd like to hear that once again. Yes, yes. Some producers hire yes men, but I'm too big for that, am I not? Yes. Is there any producer around who has more talent or brains than I've got? Yes. You're fired? Yes. You're hired? Yes. I'm tired? Yes. Ah, shut up. <laughs> I'm Metro-Goldwyn-Thomas. I'm right there on the ball. I put facts in my pictures, not mere rumors. I'm an old-fashioned guy, and that's the reason why if I made Mother wore tight, she'd wear bloomers. I'm Metro-Goldwyn-Thomas. I'm right there on the ball. The composers in my pictures would be human. I think Beethoven and Bach and Tchaikovsky are too stock. Sitting at my piano would be Truman. And when I make my westerns, Cassidy won't hop along. Roy Rogers will neigh while eating his hay, and the horse will sing the song. Metro Goldwyn Thomas will be talked and raved about, because I've taken an oath that I'll include this picture out. You haven't got a chance, Lefty. Come on down off that roof. Yeah, come and get me. Okay, Lefty. Here I come. Steve, I'm warning you. I'll drill you. Remember, Lefty, I'm your brother. Yeah, you're my brother, but you're a cop, and I hate coppers. Get back or I'll drill you. Lefty, I tried to help you, but you turned bad. I'm walking toward you, Lefty. Take one more step, Steve, and I'll drill you. We're face to face, Lefty. Go ahead. Drill me. Okay. Attention! About face! Word! Hunch! Hot! Hot! Thomas Productions have a million chills and thrills in store. For instance, here's another scene I promise to ignore. Order. Order in the court. A pleasure, Judge Ewan. None sending my boy Giuseppe to jail for seven or five years. 
Hey, please, Judge, Giuseppe's a good boy. Even the teacher, the teacher, the violinist, said that's a nice boy. Hey, please, Your Honor, no send him a boy, Giuseppe, to jail for seven or five years. Mr. Garibaldi, if he's such a good boy, why did he steal $100,000 worth of fur coats? Maybe it was a cold. <laughs> My next production will include a great surprise for you. You have my word that this is a scene I'll never do. Why don't they stop those infernal drums? I say, Randy, old chap, we've a spot of trouble. Mm. The Wawali tribe is getting out of hand. You'd best go talk to them. Right. Here comes their chief. What an ugly-looking man. <laughs> I'll find out what's wrong. Hello, big chief. What's wrong? Huh? I come to tell you, we have big pot boiling water ready. You, you have a big pot boiling water ready? Yes. Would you care to join us for tea? <laughs> I promise that Thomas' pictures will never be a bore because the following scene will lay on the cutting room floor. Gee, Stella, I wish I could take you someplace nice for a change. That's okay, Joe. It's a beautiful night, and I like sitting here on the fire escape with you. Uh, where can you take a girl on 18 bucks a week? How can you do anything on 18 bucks a week? I haven't had a square meal. Oh, you're right, Joe. You're getting awful skinny. I can feel every one of your ribs. Stella, you're hugging the fire escape. <laughs> anyway, Joe, the $18 a week isn't important as long as I have you. Stop it. Stop it, Stella. Why do you torment me like that? Don't you know how I really feel? Sometimes my lips dream that they're kissing you, and then that nasty little voice in my head says, she's pretty, Joe, and sweet and kind. Why don't you buy her a diamond ring? You make $18 a week. And don't let her get down on the floor and scrub till her knees bleed. Hire a maid. You make $18 a week. And the voice becomes a chuckle and chuckle a laugh. The laugh becomes a roar and my brain explodes. Oh, Joe, why do you do this to me? Can't you see you're tearing my heart to pieces? You're blind, Stella. Can't you see what I'm trying to prove? What? What are you trying to prove? That I'm a better actor than Crosby. <laughs> That's a preview of scenes that you'll never see. Produced by MGT. And I want to wish you a lot of luck with Sanka. You're welcome, Bing. Now, if you'll excuse me, Danny, I'll organize a safari with the Rhythmares and trek back to the jungle. John Scott, let's make treks. Bingo, bango, bongo, bingo, bunk. Bingo, bango, bingo, bunk. Each morning, a missionary advertised with neon signs. He tell the native population that civilization is fine. And three educated savages holler from a bamboo tree. That civilization is the thing for me to see. But bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo. Ho, ho, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Bingle, bangle, bungle, I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no jailhouse shotgun, fish hooks, golf clubs, I got my spear. 
So no matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here. Bundle, 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 he don't want to leave the Congo. I look through a magazine that missionaries' wife can see. I see how people who are civilized bang you with automobiles. At the movies that they got to pay many coconuts to see. Uncivilized pictures at the newsreel takes of me. So, bongo, 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 he don't wanna leave the Congo. No, 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 no. Bingo, bango, bongo, I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no Bob Hope gags about my nags that end in the rear. So, no matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here. They hurry like savages to get aboard an iron train. And though it's smoky and it's crowded, they're too civilized to complain. When they got two weeks vacation, they hurry to vacation ground. They swim and they fish, but that's what I do all year round. Bongo, 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 he don't wanna leave the Congo. Oh, no, 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 no. Bingo, bongo, bongo, he's so happy in the jungle. I refuse to go. Don't want no fancy spats or no tuxedo. Solid comfort, that's his credo. No Sinatra, Solatido, clogging my ears. So no matter how we coax him. I'll stay right here. I don't want to leave the Congo. Bingo, bingo, bango, bongo. I refuse to leave the jungle. Civilization, civilization, civilization. I'll stay right here. Say, Bing, I wonder how they celebrate New Year's in the jungle. Oh, they have a ball, Ken. Everybody gets merry on coconut milk. They make with the noisemakers, twist lines, tails, flap Ubangi's lips. (laughs) Oh, it's Trey Gay. The monkeys try on Tom Brenneman hats. No. Yes, Tarzan wrestles a crocodile. Say, hey, that throws me a thought. Would you like to see me wrestle a commercial? Sure, and remember one thing. This is your last commercial of 1947. Say something brilliant. Be outstanding, be graphic. Bing, anything I say about Philco has got to be outstanding. That's how you get to be leader of the radio industry for 17 straight years. And it's the same story again with the new Philcos for 1948. You get the outstanding new developments in radios and radio phonographs from the Philco Laboratories first. Shop, look, and listen to the new Philcos at your dealer now. Any one of them makes a great radio buy for your Christmas money. And you can lay your Christmas cash on the line for a new Philco with complete confidence that you're not only getting the newest thing in radio, but the kind of materials and workmanship that have made Philco famous for quality the world over. Here's a song called But Beautiful. It's from the road to Rio. The lyrics were rounded up by Johnny Burke, and the music was collared by Jimmy Van Heusen, making this the only tune in town with a Van Heusen collar. Remarkable. Love is funny. Or it's sad It's quiet Or it's mad 
It's a good thing or it's bad, but beautiful. Beautiful to take a chance, and if you fall, you fall. And I'm thinking I wouldn't mind at all. Love is tearful or it's gay. It's a problem. Or it's play. It's a heartache either way. But beautiful. And I'm thinking, if you were mine, I'd never let you go. And that would be, but beautiful. I know. Thinking, if you were mine, I'd never let you go, and that would be but beautiful. That was but beautiful from Road to Rio. And thank you, Yuan Racy, for that excellent trumpet interlude. Really fine. It's about time now to tear my script into confetti. Head for the brown hat. Would you care to join me, Danny? Sure, Bing. But before I go, I want to find out one what? thing. What's the matter? Uh, who is Rudolf Schmohopper? <laughs> He's our guest star, but he never shows up. Oh, who's on with you next week? Schmohopper. Also, Walter O'Keefe is back for a repeat shot. And the one and only Lone Ranger will be with us. Good night, folks, and a happy new year. The program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guests, the Lone Ranger, Walter O'Keefe, and Rudolph Schmohopper. And from Philco Corporation, its distributors and dealers everywhere, Happy New Year and happy listening. Health to all from Rexall.
from Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gary Moore speaking for Jimmy Durante, who has been hospitalized to undergo a few minor repairs. But pinch hitting with me as guest star tonight will be America's favorite bad little boy, the incomparable Red Skelton. So stick around as we go on with the Jimmy Durante Show. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and pinch hitting tonight for Jimmy Durante are Red Skelton and Gary Moore. So let's give a large welcome to the Schnauzer's old sidekick, the star of Eversharp's Take It or Leave It, Gary Moore! Thank you, thank you very much, Howard Petrie, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. A very happy December the 31st to you all. Gee whiz, here it is, New Year's Eve, and in just a few hours, it'll be 1948. No, no, and... not 1948. Don't let it be 1948. You can't let it be 1948. Don't let it be 1948. <laughs> oh, now come, Mr. Truman. You'll have to face it sometime. <laughs> I'm in trouble already. Look. <laughs> oh, Gary, it's wonderful to have you with us again. We're just so sorry the Schnoz isn't here to bid you welcome in person. Well, I am too, Howard. I'm very fond of the Schnoz. Every acre of it. And uh... <laughs> But after after what happened to us last New Year's Eve, Howard, it's probably just as well that Jim and I are not together this year. Oh, well, give out the gruesome details. Well, last New Year's Eve, Jim took me out to a very high-class French restaurant called Le Rouvain Rouge et de Vichoujois en Coup. <laughs> <laughs> or as we say in English, the pooped porcupine <laughs> and, and it was so crowded, Howard, that during the floor show One of the showgirls tripped and fell across our table Well, what happened? Durante took one look at her and said to the waiter I didn't order this, but it looks so good, I think I'll take it <laughs> They did too, but they made him put it back <laughs> Telegram for me, I'll take it, young lady Oh, isn't this cute? It's for me, from Jimmy. It's a little poem. Here, young lady, uh, you read it. All right. I'm sorry I can't be with you on this happy New Year's show. And because I ain't there with my boy... I'm feeling mighty low. (laughs) Oh, isn't that a cute message? And he had the whole thing engraved on an aspirin tablet. <laughs> Rexall, of course. <laughs> Never too busy to advertise. Well, let's get on with the show. Howard, what's, what's next on the schedule here? Well, I don't know whether you can handle this or not, Gary. Uh-huh. There's a friend of Jim's who's been waiting to see him. It's an old pal of his, Mr. Ripple, the United States Commissioner of Rivers and Waterways. Well, I'd be delighted to meet him. Good evening, Mr. Ripple. Well, <laughs> <laughs> guy must smoke Raleigh's. His words come out moisturized. <laughs> but it's awful nice to see you, Mr. Ripple, and may I wish you a happy new year? Uh, to the Department of Waterways, New Year's Eve is just a big pain in the reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> Would you please ring out that last line and squirt it at me again once? <laughs> I said to the Department of Waterways, New Year's is just a big pain in the reservoir. <laughs> 
the first conversation I ever had with a slow leak. <laughs> but tell me, Mr. Ripple, why, why should New Year's represent a problem to you? Well, on New Year's Eve, everybody pours their leftover drinks down the sink. Yeah. The liquor drains into the Pacific Ocean, and the next day, what do you find? What? An ocean full of pickled herring. <laughs> <laughs> then I take it, Mr. Ripple, that you'll drink nothing but water this New Year's Eve. <laughs> Water is the only thing I ever drink, and after drinking nothing but water for 35 years, I've only got one thing to say. What's that? I'm forever blowing Oh, well, I'm glad he dropped in. The carnation on my lapel needed a little spraying anyway. Well, now, Howard, what's, what's next on the agenda here? A little melodic relief from all this tomfoolery, Gary. It's time for a song from our Rexall Chantuzzi, Miss Peggy Lee. Oh, this is where I shine. Good evening, Peggy. What are you, what are you cooked up for tonight? Well, Gary, I'm cooking up a little private project. Uh-huh. You see, Gary, I am a girl. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to be risque, but I had noticed that. <laughs> so? Well... Jimmy kind of likes girls, so I thought I'd sing my first number just for him. Well, isn't that cute? And Jim, Jim, if your nurse is listening in, tell her to stand by to build two extra inches on the end of that thermometer of yours. (laughs) Here's Peggy Lee in her own composition, It's a Good Day. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night And it's a good day For shining your shoes And it's a good day For losing the blues Everything to gain And nothing to lose A good day from morning till night I said to the sun Good morning, sun Rise and shine today You know you gotta get going If you're gonna make a showing And you got the right of way Cause it's a good day For paying your bills And it's a good day For curing your ills So take a deep breath And throw away the pills Cause it's a good day From morning till night Yes, it's a good day From morning till night a very good day from morning till night. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign a Rexall identification. Did you know that more than 2,000 different drug products carry the name Rexall? That's a big family indeed, and a highly respected one, too. For in millions of American homes, the familiar name, Rexall, has come to mean the utmost in quality, purity, and reliability. So for any, and for all, of your drug needs, always buy Rexall. Have confidence in what that name means. Quality, purity, and reliability in drug products. Get them at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation, where 25% of America buys its drug needs. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall.
You know, folks, when word got around that Jimmy Durante was unable to appear tonight, the first person, the first person who volunteered to fill in for Jimmy on this program was his good friend, Red Skelton. Come on out, Red. Hiya, Gary. Hiya, Red. Say, how'd you manage to get here so fast? Well, I'll tell you, Gary, I was across the hall rehearsing my show, and you know the part of the commercial, the Raleigh commercial, that goes, whoosh, 903? Yeah. Well, the door was open, and it blew me right in. <laughs> you got one laugh. Would you like to try for two? <laughs> I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe a dirty creek just to walk out. That's all. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Red. You were ahead when you walked in here. And this being New Year's Eve, Red, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, you know? At midnight, we're going to turn out the lights and give out favors to the ladies. Any favors for the men? We're turning out the lights. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I'm no good when it comes to that sort of thing. Last year, I went to a New Year's party at uh, Humphrey Bogart's house, mm -hmm. and when Lauren Bagall uh, uh, greeted me at the door, she said... <laughs> Who was that? Uh, it's a new girl just signed. <laughs> Lauren Bacall, she greeted me at the door and she says, if you want anything, just whistle. <laughs> so I found a nice little corner and I sat there in a little love seat and I started to whistle. And 15 minutes later, yeah. I had 12 dogs sitting on my lap licking my face. <laughs> they mistook my nose for a roast beef bone. <laughs> now, you know that was written for Durante. Now, you know... <laughs> Something was written for you, Red. How about something out of the Skelton scrapbook of satire? Okay, with the help of Verna Felton Jr.'s grandmother, we'll do chapter one entitled Little New Year's. What are you people? What? Your people? What are they doing in your living room? A lot of people in your living room. I know, dear. Huh? They're waiting for New Year's. Oh, boy, New Year's Eve. Liquor and women. Oh, boy. <laughs> Junior. Hmm? What did you say? I said New Year's Eve. Uh, lemonade and me Superman book. <laughs> hey, Nemo, I, I bet I know what they're doing in there. I saw a couple now, of them in there. Junior, you couldn't. Pretty you're... hard to tell where they leave off and the Christmas tree begins, you know. <laughs> Junior, hmm? you're too innocent to know about those things. Well, innocent or not, I can tell from here they're in there getting stiff. I Junior! <laughs> well... Of course, they'll have a little glass later. Oh. But now they're just waiting for the new year. <laughs> Poor old Grandpa. He's been waiting since last January. <laughs> well, I think I go back up to sleep. I, I kind of sleepy, or is I going back to sleep? No, 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 no. I, I want to fix you up so you can be the new year. Oh, no, I'd rather go back to bed. Me with those teddy bears cold, you know. <laughs> well, you can't go back to bed. No, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Now, you let me go. <laughs> we're asleep, we're Hey, you let me go. I'm going to tell you. You'll tell what? I'll go in that living room and tell that bunch of people in there that you used to be a touted Santa Anita. That was no such thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I'll play uh, Texas Sandman this time. Oh, he ain't got a chance. Play Whirl Away. <laughs> Enough of your foolishness yeah. now. Put this on. What's that? This. Oh, boy, the guy that bought this handkerchief must have an awful big nose. 
Who do you belong to, Joanie? Hmm? That's no handkerchief, Junior. That's a diaper. Uh, remember? Diaper? <laughs> well, yes, I does remember, and I'm not going to wear it either. <laughs> I say, and put it on. I'm not going to dress like that, not in front of mixed company, <laughs> Not with my little bony legs. I'm so skinny now, I walk up the street, dogs follow me with ketchup bottles. <laughs> Hurry now. No. Let me pin up the back of your diaphragm. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you stuck me, you stuck me with a pin. You stabbed me, you stabbed me. I'll get locked, you I'll get locked. <laughs> Now, the pin is still closed. What you feel is the pin on your skin. You did. Sure, it's cold, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> hey, Nemo, let me go back to bed. I now, feel now, way now, too embarrassed quiet, like this. Be quiet, be quiet. I'm outgrowing this stuff. Junior. I got a new look about me now. <laughs> Junior, any other time you'd want to stay up. Now, hold still. Okay. Here. What? You're going to be the new year. Are you? Yes, you yeah. are. So put this big safety pin in your diaper. Yeah, right across the... Isn't your big one? Yes. Now we'll put this 1948 sign across your chest. Okay, there. Now here's Grandpa's high silk hat. Okay, I put it on. There. Hey, Nemo, it's kind of dark in here. <laughs> it's too big for me, just my feet stick out. Junior, hmm? you deliberately pulled that hat down over your eyes. No, I didn't, really. My head is just too small. See, maybe I would look better in a Dixie cup. Huh? <laughs> well, now you're all set. I've got to take some refreshments to the guests, so oh. you be a good boy and keep out of the kitchen. Okay. Wonder what's out there? <laughs> well, here I is all alone. <laughs> we know what that means, don't we, folks? <laughs> I think I go out to the kitchen. I go in the Look at all this stuff out here. I look in the icebox. See what she's got in there hidden. I just open it up. <gasps> look at that lovely food. Ooh, look at that big plate of fried chicken. Mmm. I dust chicken, too. Now, if I take some of it, I might get a whipping, you know. I already had my dinner. Then again, maybe she would realize I was hungry and not let me open, you know. Then again, I don't know what I was worrying about. I'm going to do this anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I'll get me a piece of chicken from the icebox. I can't reach it. I'll have to climb up inside. Oh, now I in the icebox. I got... Uh-oh. <laughs> The door closed. I locked in the icebox. Nemo, <laughs> how about that? That little light does go out. <laughs> Junior? Junior, where are you? Oh, well, I'll get some ice cubes while I'm here. Junior! What the hell is that what are you doing in the icebox? You want to catch cold? No. Get out of there. Oh, okay. Oh, boy, it's cold in there. I'm chilled to the bone. I chilled to the bone. Well, put your hat on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Junior, no wonder your father re-enlisted in the army. Yes, yes. <laughs> you sure does love me, don't you, huh? Look, I'm frozen stiff. Look at me fingers. I can't bend it. I can't move it even now. That's no. not your finger. That's a piece of celery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I is cold. Maybe you better give me a nip of some of Grandpa's medicine, that stagger juice he has. <laughs> now, Junior, hmm? you know we don't have anything like that in the house. Oh, we don't, huh? No. Well, I got news for you, kiddo. What is going on in the living room is not the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> 
What is they drinking in there? Well, if you must know what they're drinking, it's milk. Oh? Now, come on, it's midnight. Just run in and say Happy New Year, and then you can go to bed. Okay, I'm going to run in and wait tomorrow. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Well, that's what they get for speculating in grain. <laughs> Thank you, Red. That was wonderful. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? No, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> hey, fellas, you mind if I squeeze in here? No, just step in. We'll do the squeezing. <laughs> Red, you know Peggy Lee, don't you? Oh, sure. Hello, Peggy. Are you going to be at uh, Gary's party later? Well, I don't know. Whenever I go to Gary's parties, all he wants to do is play post office. <laughs> <laughs> And when we do play, all he does is kiss me on the forehead. Fine post office player. He don't even know the right zone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Peg, while I get back in the dead letter office, I understand you're going to give us a preview of your latest recording. That's right, Garrison. I'd like to sing Manana. I can't wait till Manana, Norma. Sing it now. The tree is dripping and the fence is falling down. My pocket needs some money so I can go in the town. My brother isn't working and my sister doesn't care. The car, she needs a motor so I can't go anywhere. My mother's always working, she's working very hard. But every time she looks for me, I'm sleeping in the yard. My mother thinks I'm lazy, and maybe she's right. I'll go to work manana, but I gotta sleep tonight. Manana, 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 is for me. Oh, once I had some money, but I gave it to my friend. He said he'd pay me double, it was only for a limb. But he said a little later that the horse, she was so slow. Why he gave the horse my money is something I don't know. My brother took a suitcase and he went away to school. My father said he only learned to be a silly fool. My father said that I should learn to make a chili pot. But then I burned the house down, the chili was too hot. The window, she is broken and the rain is coming in. If someone doesn't fix it, I'll be soaking to my skin. But if we wait a day or two, the rain may go away. And we don't need a window on such a sunny day. Manana, manana, manana is soon enough for me. Oba, oba. Manana, manana, manana is soon enough for me. Here's a 60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. Do you know what the word refractometer means? 
Well, it could hardly be called a household word. That is, except anywhere in the places of the Rexall Control Laboratory. But in this spotless workroom, the refractometer is used every day to check the purity of Rexall products. The refractometer, you see, is an instrument which measures the change in direction of a light ray passing from one medium into another. For example, it can measure the change in direction of a light ray moving through a drop of peppermint oil. And that gives the purity of the oil itself. This is only one test which many Rexall products must pass before they come to you. But it's one more reason why you can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Well, Red, since this is New Year's Eve and Jim is listening in, why don't you and I give him a little surprise? You know, we used to have a little department called the Durante Moore G-Clef Coffee Clots and Culture Choir. Let's, let's revive it tonight and put on an opera just for Jim. Oh, 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 come on, horse, whoa! <laughs> Red, what are you doing? I thought maybe it was a horse opera. <laughs> now, if we are all quite ready, Maestro Boggy, music for the opera. Tonight our opera deals with a story as old as time The story of a beautiful girl and two men Who are seeking her hand in marriage One, a rich playboy, John D. Skelton And the other, Sad Sack Moore A penniless no good who pours from his heart This song of disconsolate despair Sad sack more and I haven't got a dime I can't even afford to give you the time I'm a broken down bum just as poor as can be I can't afford to go to the dogs The dogs will have to come to me My clothes are all worn and out at the knees And it says Pillsbury on my BVDs I got a Kelly green suit The worst you've ever seen The coat belongs to Kelly and the pants belong to green Ha-cha, 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 ha-cha Loads of money. I got more money than a bee's got honey. Buy everything I want, get for a prank. Bought Fort Knox for a piggy bank. And I look like two, I got oodles of dough. And the richest guy around wherever I go. A mango with the best, real high flyer. Why, he's got more money than General Myers. Ha cha, ha cha, The kid's happy. There ain't no school tomorrow. And here, folks, is the heroine, Little Peg. I wonder which one she'll select as her beloved. Oh, which of these men should I choose for my beau? I like Sad Sack, but he's got no dough. I love every hair that grows on his head. With the hair he's got, your look must be dead. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I marry you, Skelton, I'll live a life of ease. I'll have more diamonds than a dog has fleas. Choice cuts of meat when their mouth will be melting. He could use more meat. He's nothing but a Skelton. Him, no. <laughs> I too. Him, no. I too. 
Speak up, gal. Which one shall it be? Yeah, will it be him? Or will it be he? Well, I promised my pappy on his dying bed that I wouldn't get married till my sister was wed. My sister ain't pretty. She's as ugly as the fence. And I gotta get her married to one of you gents. We'll have a double wedding and create a great stir. One gets me and the other gets her. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, with all the money I'm supposed to have, it looks like we could get some better dial. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. Hot chop. Hot chop. Hot chop. Hot chop. He stands, folks, six foot four of solid nothing. <laughs> Here comes a horse and a rider with the clippity clop. Why, that's my sister, the one on top. There she is, boys. Ain't she a dandy? Hello, boys. I'm little candy. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Why, she's got eyes like I've never seen. Yeah, two of them are blue and the other one is green. <laughs> Wallace Berry. Oh, me. Oh, oh, my. Oh, me. Hot shot. Hot shot. Hot shot. Hot shot. I bet he has fun bending over tying his shoelace. Now we'll settle this thing just as quick as we're able. There's a deck of cards right there on the table. The loser gets candy and the winner gets me. Start cutting, fellas, and call what you see. Ace. Ace. Ace, 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 hold ace. it. Something crooked about this here game. <laughs> Something crooked about the game. What's crooked, partner? He's got a king. <laughs> Forget about it, fellas. I'm as happy as an elf. You can both have Peggy. I'll marry myself. I do. I do. For the rest of my life. And now pronounce me, man. And wife. Goodbye. 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 begins to grow on you. <laughs> like a wart. <laughs> well, make up your mind, Peg. It's one or the t'other. I'm sorry, boys. I'm in love with another. You're in love with another? Why, who can it be? Don't be silly. She's marrying me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. She's marrying you. Can that be a fact? Everybody wants to get in the act. But you're not good looking and you got no dough. What did you say if it made her love you so? I said, hot chop! Hot chop! Hot chop! Hot chop! Oh, you and your big fat education. <laughs> Go! It's going to be a happy new year for many Rexall customers who entered the giant Rexall one-cent sale contest last fall. Yes, the judges, the Reuben H. Donnelly Corporation, have finally picked the winners. Before announcing the three grand prize winners, Rexall wants to thank all of you who entered the contest. The names of the 635 other winners will be sent to every Rexall store, and they will also be notified by mail. Well, here's the big news. First prize, around the world trip, or $5,000, goes to Mrs. Henry Julian Haluba. 1862 30th Street, Moline, Illinois. Second prize, a vacation in Rio or $2,500 to Mrs. Clarence Vosges, 77 Hilldale Road, Medford, Massachusetts. 
And third prize, a holiday in Hawaii or $1,000 to Mrs. Ruth Walker, 156 Atkinson, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Congratulations, and a happy new year to all from Rexall. Touche, Professor Petrie, and as Jimmy Durante says, I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs and furthermore. Jimmy Durante, he prefers them too. We buy Rexall, that's all. How do you do? Well, I guess that does. And Jim, Jim boy, we know your millions of friends all over the country join us in wishing you a speedy recovery and a healthy and happy 1948. Well said, Gary, and good night, everybody. Good night, Gary. Good night, Red. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait. We forgot something. We oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good night, night, Mrs. Mrs. Calabash. Thanks, Red Skelton and Gary Moore for coming over. I know the schnoz appreciates it as much as all of us on, on all the Rexall show here do, too. While Jimmy is recuperating next week, two of his good friends have kindly volunteered to appear for him, Bob Hope and Victor Moore. And, friends, here's Tommy Harmon, Rexall sportscaster, with the predictions on tomorrow's bowl games. Well, Tommy? Howard, as you say, tomorrow is bowl day game across the nation. And tonight we have five of the outstanding bowl games on our Rexall schedule. First, we have the Rose Bowl at Pasadena. We'll take Michigan over Southern California. Next is the Sugar Bowl at New Orleans. And this one, we like Texas over Alabama. In the Cotton Bowl at Dallas, we'll string along with Southern Methodist over Penn State. The Orange Bowl at Miami pits Georgia Tech against Kansas. We'll take Georgia Tech. And last but not least, the East versus West in San Francisco... On the good right arm of Johnny Lujack, we'll call the East to win, and that is our bowl. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring, and his orchestra and chorus, and our guest, Madeline Carroll. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April a shower Good evening, folks. This is Al Jolson and the old Kraft Musical. Well, they haven't had time to write any new songs so far this year. So here's a good old old one. Come on, Lou, let me have it, son. I found my love in Avalon Beside the bay And I left my love in Avalon as I sailed away I dream of her in Avalon from dusk till dawn so I think I'll travel on to Avalon Every morn my memories stray Across the sea where 
flying fishes play And as the night is falling I find that I'm recalling That blissful all-enthralling day I found my love In Avalon Beside the bay And I left my love In Avalon As I sailed away I dream of her And have a long From dusk Till dawn So I think I'll travel on To have take this opportunity to wish you a happy new year. Thank you, Ken, and same to you. You know, I, I kind of hated to see 1947 go by, because every year is like an old friend. You have a lot of old friends, don't you? <laughs> Ken, that is hardly the way to start the new year. <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. I know I shouldn't have said it. It was wrong for me to mention anything about your age on New Year's Day. Then why did you do it? Well, how many announcers have a chance to work with Father Time himself? <laughs> Always talking about Crosby. Well, anyway. Ken, <laughs> sorry you couldn't come to the wonderful New Year's party I had at my house. I'm sorry. Sir. All my friends dropped in, and we had the bestest time. I suppose you served a little nip to your guests. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. We had a little nippy cheese. <laughs> I was thinking of something a little stronger. Oh, we had that, too. We had cheddar cheese. No, no, no. No, Al, I mean, what did you serve to drink? Melted cheese. <laughs> There's a guy who knows which side his bread is cheesed on. <laughs> Excuse me, Ken. Well, Oscar, how was New Year's Eve at your house, huh? We didn't do anything about the New Year. No? Prices are so high, we just had the old one dry clean. Well, ain't that cute? Well, look, didn't you, uh, didn't you celebrate at all? No, I just wanted to sit home and read a book. Really? But there wasn't a good book in the house. Honestly, but what'd you do? I wrote one and read it. Oh. <laughs> Well, son, come here. If you ever want to buy any books, I got plenty of them. Who wants to read bank books? <laughs> I do. Listen. <laughs> I said there was no way to spend New Year's Eve. Why didn't you go to a New Year's party someplace, you know? I don't like them. The people get too rowdy. Yeah? Last year, I went to a party and a woman blew a horn right in my ear. No. I had an awful time getting it out. <laughs> The good thing the woman didn't play the piano. Now, uh... The only thing I like about New Year's is the Rose Bowl game. Oy vey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I saw it on the television set backstage in the music hall. And Oscar, you want to know something? I think I know why Michigan beat USC. The California players, they're too movie conscious. Movie conscious? I didn't get that feeling. I saw it. I saw it. Every time they went by the television cameras... They stopped to fix their makeup. <laughs> now, Oscar, you fix your makeup and go over to that Mr. Steinway's piano and play that wonderful piece I like so much. You mean Cacciatore and Saber Dance? I'm glad you said it because I can't. <laughs> Thank you. 
Last week around your Christmas tree, you may have discovered for yourself the truth of the old adage that says some of the most precious things come in small packages. Well, that old saying can apply to groceries, too. For example, those small packages that bring you the world's most famous cream cheese. I mean the brand of cream cheese that's always exquisitely fresh in flavor and really creamy rich tasting. That's genuine Philadelphia brand. The cream cheese made only by Kraft and guaranteed fresh. Tomorrow, order several packages of this finer cream cheese for salads, sandwiches, or snacks. And be a smart shopper. To get this brand that's guaranteed fresh, see the word Philadelphia printed right on every package you buy. Oscar, what's the name of that thing? In case you don't know, Al, that's Pomp and Circumstance. They played it today when they crowned the Queen of Roses in Pasadena. You know they almost chose me Queen of the Roses? You? How could you even be considered for Queen? I lied about my age. <laughs> Say, Al, at your New Year's party, did you sing this? What? Oh, Oscar, wait a minute. I, I didn't know you were such a sentimental fella. You mind repeating that? Should old acquaintance be forgot... In your, in your case, I think they should. <laughs> look, but I, I still say, Oscar, Oscar, look, I still say you should have been at my party. You know something? Yeah? I, cause I was kind of hoggish. I did all the entertaining. Why do you suppose I stayed away? Well, <laughs> look, well, by staying away, you missed me singing a wonderful old song. So if you're not too tired from last night, I'd like to sing it now. You're very kind and also presumptuous. Thank you, Oscar. <laughs> See if you can hit the piano somewhere near my key. Yasm. When whippoorwills call And evening is nigh I hurry to my My blue heaven I turn to the right A little white light Will lead you to my my blue heaven You see a smiling face A fireplace A cozy room A little nest That's nestled where The roses bloom Just Molly and me And baby make three Happy in my blue Gee, I remember playing that song at a high school prom. I played it like this. Oscar, why'd yeah. you keep stopping all through the number? I had a very pretty girl turning pages for me. <laughs> yes, those were the days, Oscar. You and I were classmates. You were my classmate? Sure I was. You must have flunked 30 years in a row. 
to make you happy, it was 40. <laughs> but I, I, I remember another song that was popular at that time. Do you know the one I love? Al, there's been so many. Which one? <laughs> Oscar. Yes? I'm not talking about a girl. This happened to be a song. The one I love belongs to somebody else. That's happened to you, too. <laughs> Oscar, please, be kind. Okay, Al. Let's make beautiful music together and sing Summertime. I'd love to. Summertime And the living is easy Fish are jumping And the cotton is high Oh, your daddy's rich And your mom is good-looking Little baby, don't you cry. One of these mornings, you're gonna rise up singing. Then you'll spread your wings and you'll take to the sky. But till that morning, there ain't nothing can harm you. With Daddy and Mammy standing by. Al, you sing those old-time songs better than any other singer. Thank you, Oscar. I mean that sincerely. And surprisingly enough, you have the largest audience of kids of any singer. And I think it would please them if you would do something special for them. Like Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf, you mean by, uh, by that fellow called Prokofiev? Yes. Funny, I know everything by Prokofiev. Except the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of an answer for that. My name ain't Jolson. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know Peter the Wolf, though. Well, it starts out like this. How? Peter. Yeah. Is playing with his pet duck. Mm -hmm. The duck runs away and the wolf chases the duck. Then the hunters save the duck. How do you like that, Al? Well, that's one duck Clark Cable didn't get. <laughs> I think I'll stick to songs about the boy and girl romance. And by the way, I have a new one written by a fella who's been with me for many years. He even traveled overseas to play for me. The song is called Who and Where, Sunk for the First Time and Written by Martin Freed. I gotta find someone to help me forget but who and where someone to rid me of 
this foolish regret But who and where How long can I go on Talking about you My friends must find me Such a bore It's not so easy, dear Living without you Got to find someone That teach me once more I must admit That I've been looking around Look here Look there With all our memories Who could I have found To make me care For you it may be For the best But you spoiled me For the rest I gotta find Someone To help me forget But who How'd you like it? I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Neither was I. You mind if I sing it again? I'd love it. How do you feel about it, folks? <laughs> All right. This time, Oscar, let's both listen. And uh, lady, uh, with a harp, give me an apogio, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find someone to help me forget. But who? And where Someone to rid me of This foolish regret But who And where How long can I Go on Talking about you My friends must find me Such a bore It's not so easy, dear Living without you Got to find someone To teach me once more I must admit That I've been looking around Look here Look there With all our memories Who could I have found To make me care For you it may be For the best But you've spoiled me For the rest I gotta find Someone To help me forget But who Plug if I ever heard one. Well, uh, Al, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're quite well aware, aren't you, that Madeline Carroll's about to arrive in the hall? Certainly, can I am. Well, look, yeah, now you know what I mean. What? That, uh, well, that turtleneck sweater you're wearing is hardly the thing. Look, Ken, Madeline is an old friend of mine. She'll know me in a turtleneck sweater. Well, here she is. My goodness, a turtle. <laughs> 
<laughs> me a turtle? I haven't been a turtle for years. <laughs> Matter of this is Jolie. <laughs> Sorry, Albert. You can't blame me for not knowing you. You should either roll that sweater down or your head up. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But where is Oscar Levant? I'm so very anxious to meet him. Yeah. He's such a wonderful pianist and great wit. Well, we can arrange an introduction, all right, but... Madeline, honey, honestly, you'll find that uh, I'm a much more charming person than him, really. Oh, stop racing your motor. <laughs> Please introduce Mr. Levan to me. What has Oscar got that I spent years getting rid of? <laughs> Oscar, come to me. Come to me. This, this is, <laughs> this is Madeline Carroll, Oscar. Oh, Mr. Levan, I've just been dying to meet you. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> oh, I love a strong, silent man. A penny for your thoughts. Things are tough. Make it a nickel. <laughs> Ooh, I must write that down and tell it to Noel Coward. Ah, uh, good old Noel Coward. I always wanted to be in one of his plays. I can see myself in a high hat, strolling down Piccadilly, playing the part of a millionaire. <laughs> Why don't you use your own money and play a billionaire? Well... <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to be a show-off, that's why. Oh, you couldn't do a Noel Coward play? I couldn't, why not? Well, you haven't even got a British accent. I have two. No, all do. And look, Madeline, to prove it to you, I tell you, we'll do our little play. You play the part of my wife, and Oscar, you play my butler. He saw me open a door once, so now he thinks I'm a butler. <laughs> well, as the play opens, I've just come home from a hard day at the bank. My wife, Madeline... And I are seated in our drawing room on a chaise long. Says so. And uh, on a chaise long, and she says... Dearest, busy day? Quite you. Like. <laughs> Tea? Right. Here. Thanks. Sugar? A lump. Mrs. Smythe called. A frump. <laughs> you didn't come home last night. Right. Tight? Quite. <laughs> Hungry? Bite. <laughs> oh, all you do is talk, talk, talk. Watch your nerves, gal. <laughs> I have something to tell you that will shake you from your complacency. Out with it, Madeline. <laughs> I'm in love with another man. Old? Young. Rich. Poor. Handsome. Ugly. Balmy, aren't you? <laughs> oh, you're so stuffy. I'll open my collar. Who's the man, Odell? The butler. Good heavens. Why do you love the butler? He can cook. <laughs> Madeline, sweet. Give me another chance. I shall learn to cook. I'll, I'll make a crumpet. Crumpet? Madeline, remember the day we went punting on the Hudson? I planted a kiss on your cheek. I remember. Nothing ever came up. <laughs> it's no use, Asa. I love Oscar, the butler. You've lost him. I, I shall ring for the bounder. Did you ring, sir? The bell hasn't rung yet. <laughs> How did you get here so fast? Short ring. <laughs> I have told him all, Oscar. Yes, you're a cad, sir. Stiff upper lip, old man. <laughs> you are an ungrateful wretch. Stiff upper lip, old scout. You cur, how can you keep a straight face? Stiff upper lip. 
You filthy, beastly, sneaking cat. Such language, Asa. Your mouth should be washed out with soap. Oh, my dear. You know, I only have my things dry clean. Dreadfully sorry. Dreadfully sorry about all this, sir. But I got tired of being a gentleman's gentleman. I wanted to be a gentlewoman's gentleman. Your behavior is disgraceful, sir. I can't help it, sir. I fell in love with Madeline. But you are paid only to be a butler. I'm not charging you for the other. (laughs) Hey, sir, please don't be unreasonable. Madeline, again I ask you, give me another chance. Look, I'm on my knees. Oscar, lift him up quickly. He may sing. (laughs) Don't touch me or I'll thrash you with an inch of me life. Don't fight it, old boy. Madeline loves me. How could she love you? I've given her jewels, diamonds, furs, limousines, and mansions. Madeline, let me take you away from all this. It's someone at the door. I'll get it. Madeline! Kenneth! Madeline! Kenneth! Who is that? George and Betty. (laughs) Madeline, who is this person? The man I am in love with. He must be a magnificent cook. But Madeline, you love me. I took you away from your husband. That was only the semi-finals. Goodbye, all. Come along, Kenneth. Coming, my dear. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, she's gone, Oscar. Yes, I'm sorry, sir. It was all my fault. I shall leave at once. No, don't go. But why don't you want me to go? You can cook. <laughs> Just about tomorrow, the folks will be awfully happy if you give them a simple dessert for dinner. And here's a dandy that's fast, refreshing, and can help you use up holiday leftovers. Set out a platter of crackers and a square of fresh-flavored Philadelphia brand cream cheese. With it can go any leftover candied fruits, tart jelly, or fresh fruit you happen to have. But whatever you use as the little sweet touch, you'll find the folks surprised and delighted with that wonderful Philadelphia cream cheese spread on crackers. Philadelphia brand has such a light, refreshing flavor. That's because this brand of cream cheese is made fresh daily. Hurried to food stores under refrigeration. It's the cream cheese that comes to you with Kraft's guarantee of freshness. And that's why smart shoppers always look at the package when they buy cream cheese. If it's marked Philadelphia brand, they know they're getting cream cheese with the exquisitely fresh flavor they want. Folks, there's no more appropriate time than today to sing a song of tenderness and sweet romance. A song that brings back memories of old loves and fond hopes. Of days when we sat by the fireside holding hands. And whether you're out on your first date or celebrating your golden wedding, why don't you join hands while I sing these words to you? Except for the few 
that was there in your eyes. Here as I held you so close in my arms, angels were singing a hymn Darling, I love you so. Folks, we here in the Kraft Music Hall wish you the happiest of New Year's. And though this is 1948, there were some words spoken by Abraham Lincoln in 1865 that express our hopes today. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right. Let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up in the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle, and for his widow and orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Good night, everybody. Next week, our special guest, William Powell. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.